Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe. I'm a sales and marketing coach and strategist for health coaches, life coaches, and wellness professionals who want to become a leader in their field by building their online community, rocking their sales process, and finally feeling confident about how they promote themselves and their marketing. On this show, we talk about tips to grow your business, save yourself time, and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Zero to Hero Coach Program. This is my four-month program teaching coaches and online service providers how to grow your online business, book clients consistently, overcome your sales fears, and finally rock your social media visibility. If you struggle to create a sustainable coaching business, this program is for you. Check out HaleyRowe.com and book your free strategy call with my team or myself today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Today, we are here with a very special guest, Jason Ryer from Zen Strength. And Jason and I go way back. We used to work together at a startup company. We, um, he is one of my participants from my social media makeover uh, that I did a few years back. And we also have kept in touch. We both have done the same coaching certification program, the Human Potential Institute. Um, and so Jason's a great example of somebody who knows how to manage their health manage their time, run many different projects. And so I thought it would be perfect to have him on today to talk about time management and productivity hacks, because I know, Jason, one of the things that my audience shared with me that they struggle with the most is feeling like they're not getting everything done and they're not doing enough and they just keep running out of time. And they look back at their day and they're like, wait, what, what happened today, right? So I wanna to get to you in one moment, but I wanna share with our audience today just an example of how I feel like every choice we make, whether we realize it or not, does impact our time management. So for example, I have a bad habit, Jason, and you might have some suggestions, but on Monday and Tuesday nights, I have nighttime coaching calls. And, and up until then, in my day, I'm pretty much go, go, go. Monday, Tuesday are heavy coaching call slash discovery call days for me, which I'm cool with because I like to get them out of the way earlier in the week. But at the same time, by the time I, it gets to like eight o'clock or 8.30, I take a bath and then I eat dinner and then it's like nine o'clock. And then I usually have dark chocolate. So then my brain is wired because I have caffeine in my system. And then I try to go to bed. <laughs> And so that impacts indirectly my productivity. And I know that's a big no-no in the health world, but I want people to see how every little choice and the way you line up your day and what you eat and, and who you listen to and you know how you plan your day and structure your day is really important. So Jason, um, come on and first just share your background and, um, and then people will probably see why it's important for you to have good time management because you have a lot of different projects going on. Yeah, yeah. So thank you so much for the introduction. Very generous. Um, sounds like I'm I'm perfect when it comes to productivity, but I certainly have my own faults, my own challenges. I think we all do. Um, so it's it's a manage it's a matter of managing those. Um, so yeah, 
about me. So, so yes, I am a bulletproof and human potential coach. Uh, went through the same coach training, worked with Haley for two two short months um, at Bulletproof, and, um, and yeah. So, what I do now is I do coaching. Um, so, I do what I call superhuman potential coaching, and I also run courses online. So, I run a fasting detox program called the Master Faster Detox Challenge. And um, I can get into that more, but yeah, I got a, a, a lot of other things going on in my life. So I have, I moved into a house this year. We have a lot of space. I'm getting into like permaculture, gardening. Um, I'm starting a health business here in Thailand. I'm on the other side of the world in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Um, so it's actually nighttime right here, but, um, but yeah, doing a, a lot of different things. And I come at this from um, a lot of my career was in software. So I had a software, software consulting business for about 10 years or so. And so there was a lot of, you know, finding clients, project management. I did a bit of everything. So initially I was doing the programming and everything and then kind of built that up and hired people to do, you know, some, some of the heavy lifting with the programming, the project management, the design work and that sort of thing. So, so yeah. And, and I like Haley, how you frame this with, with food as a distraction, because that's, that's a really big one for me and I think for a lot of other people. So I'm, I'm happy to, to talk about that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's two different types of distractions. There's like environmental distractions and then there's our mindset distractions, you know, just thoughts that we have or um, negative beliefs that keep us from doing things or procrastinating. So tell me a little bit about first just environmentally and what you do on a daily basis to set yourself up for making more time for the things that are important. Yeah, so so for me personally, it's all about my daily routine and just starting off on the right foot, let's say. And so, you know, it's it's these habits, these practices that have become habits. And sometimes I don't do them, sometimes I do. And I find out when I do certain habits, in the morning, I feel better about myself, I'm more productive. And so for me, some of these are just like as simple as, as getting up and, and making the bed, um, opening up the shades. And one of, one of the things I make a point to do from a health perspective is get outside. So, um, you know, I drink a tall glass of water, walk outside and get sunshine, walk outside barefoot, get sun on my skin, and, and so that's a really important one for me. And then I start doing some movement, some exercises. If I, a lot of times I've already done my meditation. So if I wake up really early and the sun's not up yet, I'll lay in bed and do some, some meditation. I'll do some breath work and some other practices. So that really sets me up for, I think for a more successful day. And, and even before that I schedule. So uh, that's, that's a tool for me you know, once every week for me now it's on Fridays, I schedule the week ahead. And um, nice. I don't I don't always follow that schedule, but it helps to have everything on my calendar. Yeah, so you time block it out by week. Is that right? All yeah, week. yeah, okay. so, so every week I block it wow. out. Mm -hmm. Impressive, okay. Yeah, and when it comes to like meditation and morning ritual and all of that, I really feel like you know, a lot of people are like, well, I don't have time for that. I have to roll into my day. But it's really the truth is you don't have time not to do that because it saves you. And one of the things I learned when I did my transcendental meditation training was 
they said, you don't have time not to meditate. It saves you like hours of a, you know, it, it restores your mind. So if you're not getting enough sleep or you're feeling tired and, and that's like getting you slower <laughs> in everything you're doing, it will, it will save you from that. And then also it will save you from getting distracted and it will, it will just give you more like the time that you are using, you're going to be more focused. You're going to get things done in a better way. So I always have to remind myself of that because I agree with you. I think having a morning routine is so critical when it comes to how the rest of your day goes. And I know that when I have my time to plan, when I have my time to anchor myself to my targets and my goals and kind of review those every morning um, and do my little yerba mate and, and whatever, it just, my day is set up for success versus sometimes, you know, AKA today, <laughs> I did not do that yet. I'm gonna do it after this. But um, like I said, I fell asleep really late, woke up, was like, oh yeah, gotta get ready. And um, and here I am with my ponytail. But, um, but the key is I know I'm gonna do that and so I can relax and, and know that the rest of my day is gonna be solid and i think you guys we have to make the time somehow and even if you start with something really really small you don't have to do all the things like you don't have to go for a walk and meditate and drink you know a certain thing and whatever but if you can just start with one or two things and start just stacking the habits over time um i think that that's a really good strategy um would you agree, Jason, or, or do you have? Yeah, I actually, I was going to say that. I, I wholeheartedly agree because I have uh, one of my own coaching clients and he was asking like, well, how, how do I do these habits? How do I make them a habit? And and what came to mind for me was stacking. Um, and I think like if, if you're not in the habit of flossing, for example, um, this, this is a big one for a lot of people because it's just like maybe something you don't want to do. But the obvious stack there is like, well, brush your teeth and then floss, right? And now you make it a habit. So so yeah, definitely agree with the, the habit stacking, um, setting up a daily morning routine. And I'll be honest, like I don't do it every morning. Um, sometimes I'll do something else and sometimes I come back to it. Sometimes it slips by, um, but but yeah, when I do my morning routine, I think it sets me up to, to, to really feel good about myself and where I'm at for my day. Uh, and sets me up for more success throughout the day, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So there's the tactical side of you know productivity and setting up routines and time blocking your day and all of that, right? But then there's also just being an entrepreneur and being a coach in particular. There's a lot of ups and downs as far as emotionally. You know, you're putting yourself out there. Um, a lot of coaches are new, so everything's a learning curve. Um, there's, you know, rejection involved, right? And so how do we, because that, that emotional state, right, can keep us from wanting to be motivated and keep going in our business, right? So how do you manage and, and how do you personally, because I know you're starting, you've started many businesses, you've done many different things in your career. Um, what have you done to manage the hard parts of, of entrepreneurship? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And I think like, as, as I've learned more, um, I've learned that, you know, when I think back at it, like I would just kind of like push through, 
right? And it's like, I, I just need to work harder. I need to get more done. And now I think I'm better at taking a step back. And I think this is kind of something you alluded to with, with meditation. It's kind of a way of, of taking a step back, resetting and just clearing kind of your, your thoughts, your mind and allowing new things to come in that might be more important. And some of these things that are important are really just doing like the, the inner work. It's a lot like, I mean, you know this very well, Haley, with, with fitness and training, um, when our muscles actually grow is when we're resting, right? So I think we can kind of learn that lesson from, from working and being productive and that sort of thing too, is that for me, you know, they say a lot of times our best ideas come like in the shower um, or basically any time when we're not thinking about ideas. And for me, from like uh, a software perspective, I spent last year, I spent a lot of time doing more like software development kind of stuff. And so I'm solving these problems. Oftentimes I get stuck, right? And I'll just like keep digging, keep digging, keep trying. And the harder I try, it's like, it's just not, I'm not getting anywhere. So I'm, I'm basically just banging my head against a wall. I take a break, step away for maybe a few minutes, maybe a few hours, maybe even a day, come back and the solution just kind of comes. It's, it's amazing how that happens like over and over again in different parts of our lives. So, so the message there is it's important to, to rest and take breaks um, and, and actually honor and celebrate the work that we do, you know? Um, so, and that's been something I've been recognizing more and more, you know, starting this new health business here in Thailand. We just got our first few customers and it's like, I want to move forward, forward, forward. And then, you know, with uh, my life and business partner in this, I'm like, well, let's, let's go celebrate, you know, let's, let's go get some ice cream. Why not? Yeah, I know that's really, I mean, I agree with you that when we slow down, we can speed up. And, and also sometimes we don't need to solve the answer. Sometimes we need to let it be for a second and the answer will come or it will automatically be solved. Um, so I think that that's, those are some, some good tips. And when it comes to kind of your journey, because you, you live in Thailand now, right? So, um, it's, it's a big transition <laughs> and you've gone through many transitions in your life. What's been some of the um, highs and lows of your journey and, and just kind of share with our audience how you've been able to um, be so consistent in just continuing to show up, continue not giving up, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's... Um... Yeah, to, to get specific, I mean, I came here to Southeast Asia two years ago. So I was still in Los Angeles um, from after working at Bulletproof. And, um, and I had an opportunity to, to travel and to go on vacation to initially it was going to be Bali, but there was like volcanic activity. So we came here to Thailand with, with a group of friends. And I didn't really have anything keeping me in any one place. So I, I downsized. I like I didn't have a whole lot of possessions, but I sold a bunch of stuff, packed things up in boxes, stored them away, and got a one-way plane ticket to Thailand two years ago. And um, and I only had like one software client at the time. Um, I don't think I had really, I didn't have any coaching clients at the time. And I, I had students for my programs on and off. Um, but, um, 
but yeah, it was it was interesting. It was an interesting challenge. So basically, living is I guess what we call a digital nomad for about seven months out of the year, and and kind of rolling with what comes at you. And I think, um, I mean, I actually think that digital nomads have a bit of an advantage in some regard because I'm not doing it now because I have a, a home, but. The, the people who are still traveling and working, they have a new environment whenever they want. So they're living out of like a bag or a suitcase or a backpack. And so they can just pick up and move. And so if, if things get a little stale, if you get stuck, they can just go to a different spot. So I think that's a, a big advantage with the travelers. Um, so for those of us who are in the same place, same office, I think we have to find things to kind of keep us energized and engaged and mix things up. Um, and I just went off like on a total tangent. I don't even remember no, what, what question you asked. Well, I asked about the highs and lows of the journey and you know yeah, how, yeah. how you keep going with all this. So it sounds like you change up your environment as a way to keep things fresh, right? And um, you know, is there anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, and it was challenging because I went, um, when I was traveling, I'd, I had, a good amount of time where I had no business. And so I was watching like my, my bank account dwindle and and no money coming in. And it's it can be really stressful and really humbling. And um, and I think what kept me going, and I think I, I actually saw this, I went through some of Haley's materials and kind of like the, the path of an entrepreneur is like success, failure, success. It's kind of like we're all over the place, right? It's definitely not like linear. Um, and I've certainly been been at the bottom of those curves. And so, I mean, it takes for me support for myself, having faith in myself, and then finding support from others, from, from family, from friends, and knowing that I'll get through it and knowing that, you know, at least I have that I'm empowered enough to, to, to get work. Um, and, and it will happen. Like I've, I've been there before with my software business. You know, I, I had some rough times and then eventually I'd get some clients and things would get back going again. So, so yeah, it was really the, the support of people around me and the support and, and, um, and faith in myself to get it done. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's true. I think once you've been at the bottom, meaning like once you've uh, experienced something pretty, like either you've financially been at rock bottom or, um, you know, you're in a new place and things are really scary, right? You're starting a new business. I think that everything else gets put into perspective and it gets easier to be fearless. Like, I think when you've been like, for example, I think that for me, um, being in LA, like moving across the country, working there, like loving it, whatever. But then at a young age, being jobless was really a great thing for me long term because it was like, okay, this might happen again in my life. Um, I've experienced it. I know what it's like. And now I can just kind of, <laughs> what do I want to do now? Right? So I think that um, having that experience made me more brave you know and i think sometimes like even i've talked to a lot of people in current times with being on lockdown and a lot of businesses that are local have to be shut down obviously 
Um, and they're using this time as an opportunity to, to do something they've been putting off for a really long time, whether that's going online with their business, making that scary transition, doing the thing they actually want to be doing. And so in their career, right? And it's scary, but they kind of don't have a choice right now. And I think sometimes we have to, like, I hope my goal for our audience is that they don't have to get to that rock bottom point. They don't have to get to a point where it's like forced change is not an option anymore. But I think a lot of people, their journey starts out that way because something really crappy happens or whatever, and they are forced to to change and rise to the occasion and they don't really have a choice to be nervous and overthink it anymore. They kind of just have to do it. So, um, you know, when it comes to nerves or like, you know, I don't know, fears, um, Jason, how have you been able to be brave, show up on lives, do things like this, um, you know, show up and pitch yourself for software clients, like things like that? yeah um yeah how do i do it that's a good question um and it's it's for me like if i look back to where i was like 20 or so years ago um the idea that i'd be speaking like to to a bunch of people on facebook live i would would just like scare scare the shit out of me honestly uh, because i was just afraid to get up in front of people and talk and so um yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where the the opportunities present themselves and kind of the path I've gone on, gone down in my life. Um, I can see like where I want to go, right? I can, I've kind of, I've done the work to envision like what my, what my ideal life looks like. And that's really powerful because it's kind of, it's almost like pulling me in that direction. Like some of the things you said, like like getting to where you want to go. It's like, for me, it's, it's kind of unfolding and it's not in this like amazing way where people are like beating down my door to give me money and pay for my services. I mean, there, it's, it's a struggle for sure. But, um, but when it comes down to it, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, I'm making progress. And I think what, what really helps based on what you said, I mean, is, um, the, the experience that I've had, I'm very fortunate that yeah, I have gone without work, um, but beyond that, I've traveled to different countries. Um, I understand different cultures, how they live, and I've I've even been to like um, very very basic living scenarios in like eco villages. Um, so, and that was my experience two years ago. As I watched my bank account dwindle, the question that came to mind was, well, what what if? What if I didn't have any money? What if? And, um, and that, that's actually empowering in a way, like what, what if I can't pay rent for this nice place I live in now? Well, we move into something cheaper. We move in with family. I mean, there, luckily I have options and, and that's actually empowering. It gives me more confidence to move forward in life for sure. Yeah. Be resourceful. Be resourceful is the theme of the, is the name of the game. And I love the exercise of what if. Because it, a lot of people don't ex, like they think about the worst case scenario in their business or with their with whatever's going on in their life, but they don't explore. Okay, well, what if that happened? What could I actually do about it to ease their mind and then move forward? Like you have to work through. You can't just okay. Worst case, like oh my god, I'm gonna just 
go broke and it's going to be terrible and blah, blah, blah. And all this stuff's going to happen. But then if you never ask, well, okay, if that did happen, what would I do? That That's coming from an empowering place. That's coming from a, I figure things out and I'm resourceful place versus just d like dwelling in worst case scenario and not learning anything from it, not planning anything is, is really going to keep you stuck. So I think that's a really good tip. And I think everybody today, if you have something that you're fearful about, um, I want you to ask yourself, what if that happened? Or what if, um, what if I did the scary thing? And, and answer what, you know, what comes to mind as far as what you would do, how you would handle it, you know, that kind of thing. And also ask, wouldn't it be cool if, because we have to get on the positive side as well, what what if the thing that you're doing or that's scary or you're embarking on does take off? Wouldn't it also look at the best case scenario? So look at both and look at what you do in, in both cases and what would be required to prevent the worst case and promote the best case, right? So I think that's a good place to um, leave it off today. We gave you some journal homework. And Jason, where can everybody find you and learn more about your new health company uh, and connect with you. Yeah, yeah. So I want to answer that, but first I want to just touch on what you said. I mean, it's it's kind of like I've been looking into permaculture, and one of the key themes of permaculture is to see solutions instead of problems, right? So when there are problems, you think, well, there there's a solution behind that problem, and I think that's true in a lot of things in life. Um, yeah. So people can find me. My brand is Zen Strength. So. You can find me on Facebook. You can find my website is zenstrength.fitness. Um, and there you can learn more about my coaching. Um, you can learn more about my fasting program. And so that's that's actually my main tip for productivity that we didn't get to was was fasting. Um, so when uh, and this is this is why I fast. I mean, I'm not doing it personally to, to lose weight. Uh, I do get a lot of the health benefits, which which I love, but those are kind of like side benefits because the more immediate benefit for me is that when I wake up in the morning, I just go and do whatever I want to do, right? So if that's work, if that's being productive, I do that. If I'm in Colorado and it's a, a snow day, a powder day, I can just go snowboarding and not think about like, oh, what do I have to eat? So to me, that's also very empowering. So yeah, um, so related to that, I offer, like I mentioned before, the Master Faster Detox Challenge. So it's a, a four-week challenge online that we do in a group. And it's a challenge because people get points for actually doing the assignments and doing the work. So it's kind of like a fun, friendly competition that keeps people engaged and accountable. And they learn, they go deep into the psychology, the biology of fasting. So what's happening when you, when you feast, what, what happens when you fast with your mind and your body. Um, so, so yeah, that's a really good and powerful course. So, so yeah, zenstrength.fitness to learn more about me. Thanks, Haley. Awesome. Thank you. And we had you on um, the podcast about intermittent fasting, about that, two episodes. Um, so I put the links to those. It's haleyrow.com slash fasting and haleyrow.com slash intermittent fasting. And I would agree with that. It really – I – I'm a batcher, meaning I like to, if I'm going to do something, I like to do it for a while <laughs> and get it done, right? And I'm kind of the same way with eating. I like 
two big meals or one big meal and uh, to live the rest of my day doing my thing, right? So um, it kind of follows, if you didn't, I never realized that, but intermittent fasting kind of follows like batching or time blocking, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you have to do something less frequently so you're not switching your energy or switching your mode, uh, you know, for many different things. So um, great tips, obviously talk to your doctor if you're gonna do anything like that and do what's best for you. Um, but we put the links in the comments on the Facebook Live and it will also be in the show notes um, for this episode. And um, thanks so much, Jason. We really appreciate you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you, Haley, appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to book your very own free sales audit. On the call, we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients, how to overcome those concerns, how to coach through objections, how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients. I can't wait to connect with you and go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step. Thanks so much. Have a good day.